listen to the What the Fuck Is That podcast, where we ask the age-old question of What the Fuck Is That? I'm your host, Jess. I'm Jen. So, this is like our first couple of episodes that we're really starting to record. We had done some previously where we're like, we're just gonna make a podcast. We're like, so funny and goofy. <laughs> yeah. And now we're like, oh no, maybe we should like actually record actually get our shit together yeah Yeah. because we had several i think we were just unsure of the topics that we were choosing yeah i think is this interesting to just us yeah i think we were still trying to figure out in what direction we wanted to take this podcast and i think we finally figured it out we've started putting together a timeline of when we want to release certain episodes and what topics we want to do. Well, and I don't know about you, but I started to, like, tell people what it was and what it was about. Oh, yeah, I had to. they started getting super excited. Oh, my like, goodness. Oh, I know. Okay. I, have, I have so many friends and so many coworkers and colleagues who are like, let us know when you're going to release this. We're super excited about it. And I'm like, awesome. I love the fact that people are already rallying behind us. Which hopefully we're recording this in advance. It's July now. We're planning to release until September, September, I think. Yeah. So we're planning this well in advance, but it'd be exciting to like re-release when we release this episode to Mm -hmm. re-listen to it and go, oh, that was before we even had anything going. And then maybe have like a couple of people who regularly listen already. If not, maybe hopefully. God willing. (laughs) They're at our Patreon. Yes. So we do have a Patreon. Uh, All of these links for our Patreon and our social medias will be in the show notes if you would like to help us out and contribute to the show. Right now we're just kind of using like our own raggedy computers (laughs) and microphones. So if you like what we're doing here and want to see us be more successful, go ahead and head over to our Patreon. And because we don't really have anything happen, we don't really have any announcements. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not yet. Let's. Stay tuned. Let's get into this week's episode, shall we? All right. Let me pull this up. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jen. Have you ever heard of the Derek Robbie murder? What the fuck is the Derek Robbie murder? I'd love to tell you about it. Okay. All right. So, fair warning. This is going to be a two-parter. I know. And there's going to be quite a few trigger warnings. So, heads up there. Okay. Okay. And we'll put all these trigger warnings, like, in the show notes also. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, when we put out the show, we'll put, like, an Instagram of it. Like, hey, here's the trigger warnings. Yeah. I uh, definitely want to give you all the heads up because this is involving a four-year-old child. I know. All I right. I might be like, we're starting off this podcast strong. Who wants to hear about some <laughs> child murder? <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to be fairly surprised as to who the murderer is. Okay. Okay? And I don't want to give too much away already, okay. so we'll we'll just go with that, okay? Okay. All right. So we are in Savona, New York. Okay. In 1993. Okay? Uh, the Robbie family has lived in the Steuben County, dating back generations. Now, this is a small tight-knit community. Pretty much everybody knew everybody. A lot of the times, these people don't want to think that it's someone within their own community. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, they they, they always say the same thing. Oh, it can never have been this person. Oh, or yeah. they were always so nice or so charming or, you know, whatever. They are whatever. an upstanding member of society. And then you find out the horrible things that have happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's one of those types of things, Ugh. okay? 
Yeah, I know. So, here we have our victim, Derek mm-hmm. Robbie. Okay. Okay, Derek Joseph Robbie was born to Dale and Doreen Robbie on October 2nd, 1988. Okay. So, his father, Dale Robbie, uh, was born and raised in Savona before meeting Doreen. Doreen was from another town by the name of Tawanda. I think that's how you pronounce it. Please don't come for me if it's not. <laughs> the two were married in 1986. They had two boys. Okay. The oldest being Derek and the youngest being Dalton, who at this time was 18 months old. In 1993, Derek was four years old. Okay. okay like we've established. He is blonde hair with blue eyes, cheeky little grin. He is affectionately called DJ oh. by his family. Yeah. I know. It's so cute and so sad all at the same time. Um, He's remembered by his family and loved ones as mischievous, fearless, and energetic, who loved to play practical jokes. Oh, he was very four. Yes, very much a (laughs) four-year-old. You should know. You're about to have one. (laughs) By that summer, he had learned how to ride his bike without training wheels, swim, tie up the dog in the backyard, and cast a fishing rod. Wow. Yeah. That's that's, a lot for a four-year-old. Right? That is a lot for a four-year-old. Here we are the day of the murder. Okay. It's August 2nd, 1993. Okay. Okay? So, over the last three weeks, Derek had been attending a recreational day camp that was provided in the community. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. It's like one of those summer camp things that they put on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something that was done every year. He was some... It was, I guess... I think one of the first times that he was actually able to attend because of his age. Yeah, I was about to say, probably for four was probably the first. Yeah. So, um, he obviously was very excited for this, you know? Oh, yeah. Something he got to do. So, usually, Doreen would walk with Derek to Concert Memorial Park, which was only a block away from their home. That particular day, however, she let Derek go alone. Yeah. Which, like, I understand. It's a small community. You know everyone. I'm a very anxious mom, and I don't let Mumu even step out the front door on yeah. her own. But, I mean, at the same time, like, Moo is growing up in a very different generation than what these kids were. That's true. You know, I mean, for us, like, we didn't come inside until streetlights were on. You know? Like, we were one of the last generations to yeah. do that. But, again, this was, like, early 90s, small town. Oh, it's a block away. Yeah. You know, she doesn't think that anything's going to happen. And, I mean, no shade to this mom at all. It's well, an unfortunate... and she might just go, hey, I can see the park from my house. Like, if something happens, I'll see it. Yeah. And he's close enough to the park where if the adult in charge there would see him. So she she let him go alone. This particular morning was chaotic to say the least they were already running late and he was already anxious because it was already 9 10 he was just screaming and hollering saying that he was ready to go i'm assuming she was just still getting the baby ready yeah you know you know what it's like to have two kids and like trying to get one ready when the other one's already ready at this point he's begging his mom to let him go alone She later says she figured after three weeks, he knew the path to take. Yeah. You know, again, like we just said, it's a block away. He knew exactly the path, like that he had been doing it just like every other day, just with her. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. Um, 
She says this is the first taste of independence that she had given Derek, and it was the last time she would see him alive. Ugh. Like, that just makes your heart sink. That is our victim. Okay. Okay? We're going to move on to our murderer. I am not going to give much context until we get to his birth date. Eric Smith. Okay. I want to say he is definitely an example of nature versus nurture. Okay. Okay, Which just, is one of our favorite topics exactly. to discuss. Exactly. We can go on and on about this. Yeah, he's just definitely a classic example of nature versus nurture. Uh, so he is the son of Tammy Smith and Randy Henver. Uh, Tammy was a member of a local prominent family, the Wilsons. Okay. Her grandfather, Carl Peters, was a retired deputy sheriff. Okay. Oh, okay. That's important to remember later on. Uh, Tammy and Randy were high school sweethearts. Tammy and Randy, I just realized that. <laughs> You're such a dork. Ah, I like to, I, I'm sure it's not, but I like to imagine that they're both spelled with I's at the end. No, they're Tammy both spelled with Y's. Uh, it's not a Q with Y's. <laughs> I don't know why the Y's make it not cute. I don't know, just your ADHD brain. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what Eyes are cuter than Y's, and I'll go to the mat on that. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Anyways, they were high school sweethearts. They were married in 1978. Uh, Randy was 18. Okay. And Tammy was a bit younger than that. Just a tad. She's. I think she was like 16, 17. Okay. I mean, still not any better, but... Ended up having a daughter, Stacy, not too long after they were married. A year later, in 1979, the two separated before uh, realizing Eric was conceived. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So, Nothing to fix your marriage like a baby <laughs> that you didn't know about. Right? So, Eric Smith was born January 22nd, 1980. Have you put together how old... I'm so bad with math. <laughs> He's 13 years old oh, at this time. shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he is 13. 12, 13. These cases are so much harder because there should be no reason that they happen in the first place. And it's like you feel bad for the person who suffered the pain, but also like somebody did wrong by the kid who committed the act in the first place. I don't know. Like when I first heard about this case, I was like, a kid killing another kid. That's like almost unheard of. Oh, yeah. So I definitely needed to pick up on this case. And apparently they're actually quite a lot more than I thought. Oh. The author of the book that I used for this, which we'll also put in the show notes, she has a series of Kids Who Kid Kill. Killers? Yeah. Ooh. It's called Kids Who Kill or something like that. She has, like, a series. There's, like, three other books on wow. other cases, and apparently she's still writing more. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so well, it's one of those things where it's, like, I'm sure it happens, but it's... Like, you don't like to think about it happening. Yeah. Because in the end, the adults have to know they're the ones who fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, that's the only other way to see it. Like, you know that you're the reason that your kid or a kid that you were supposed to mentor or a kid that you were supposed to watch out for, they did that act and you were responsible for those actions. Like, you could have prevented them. How did you get that imagery in your head in the first place? Like, how did that thought come to you? Something had to have happened, or he should he had to have been... said something. Yeah, he had to have been exposed to it somehow from someone in his life who was older. So, initially, Randy does contest 
paternity because Tammy actually remarried while she was pregnant with Eric. I mean, this was after her divorce was final from Randy, but... But, like, go Tammy. Get <laughs> while pregnant. She's like, I am pregnant and I don't have time to waste right now. Basically. So she married Theodore Smith, who raised Eric as his own after Randy allowed Ted to adopt Eric so he doesn't have to pay child support. Wow, piece of shit. All right. Mind you, he still paid child support for his daughter. Piece of shit. We're going to get there in a minute. So Tammy didn't have the easiest pregnancy with Eric. She was still having to take a medication throughout all three trimesters Uh due to uh, epileptic condition. Uh... Unfortunately, some of these medications can have effects on a fetus. Again, nature versus nurture. Was this something that he was born with because... Yeah, was something just not fully developed up there that... Because of a medication his mother took during pregnancy, you know? Um, She also took medication for depression that had actually been linked to fetal damage and discontinued in the 60s. Ooh. Yeah. Discontinued in the 60s and she was still taking it in the, what, 70s? 80s, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And I mean, so I think it's because a lot, obviously not everything was regulated as it is today. And then at the same time, like, doctors will continue to... By the time it's off the shelf. Yeah, I was like, to continue to prescribe it until it's no longer on the shelf. Like, they'll just... Yeah. I guess this was also a time where you couldn't just, like get an update right to your phone of like, hey, this Yeah, this has been discontinued. Has been discontinued. For X, Y, Z yeah. reasons. Yeah. Here's a petition. Yeah. Like, yeah. that just wasn't a thing. So if they were just like, oh, we stopped making this drug. You're like, that's weird. Let's get something similar. Yeah. You know? This was during the time where they were just starting to link different medications to like issues and like development and that sort of thing yeah for sure they were starting to learn a lot more about fetal development and you know the types of medications that can be damaging to them i mean if you look at the litamide you know flipper babies were a very big thing i forgot which decade want to say about the same time 50s 60s yeah because i like that show called the midwife and that's like a big (laughs) (laughs) plot line Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, you know, the litamide babies were such a big thing then, so it's like, these developments were just now starting to come out and be continuous, and these studies are being taken seriously, and it's also hard because by uh, ethic standards, you can't test on a pregnant woman. There aren't a lot of studies out there done on how certain things affect pregnancy, which is a whole nother issue in that's, itself. Yeah, that's a whole thing. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. By the time Eric is a toddler, he's described as a child who is stubborn and who has temper tantrums at least daily. I will tell you this. So Eric didn't know that Randy was his dad. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I thought I had that later in my notes. I don't. I do remember it, though. Randy comes in to still see his his daughter, which is Eric's sister, and they just he just thinks that that's his sister's dad. But the fact that no one says anything... Yeah. Like, he was raised to believe that he was Ted's. Well, so and, how far apart is him and the sister? Because that would be a thing I would throw... Um, so he was I'd born in... i like, you don't even know who your own dad is. So I think she was born in, like, 78. So he was born in 80. So two years. 
Oh, okay. So she might have not even... Yeah, she might not even known. have known. I don't know exactly his sister's side in all of this. I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, well, um, I think at that age, like, if they're two years apart, she was probably one and a half when the baby was conceived. So, yeah. like, doesn't even remember her parents being together in yeah. the first place, you know? No, exactly. Like, all she knows is that Ted had been there since she can remember. Yeah. Um, and if you're being told for so long... Hey, this is the truth. You'll go. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you don't question it. Yeah, you're just like, until great, you're much older. Awesome. <laughs> so he was described as a child who was stubborn, who had frequent temper tantrums. He apparently engaged in head banging and holding his breath. So he would just like bang his head against a wall until like he either passed out or like hurt himself or like they finally stopped him, and then holding his breath, which. Apparently a lot of toddlers do this, but they will hold their breath until they pass out, and then obviously they'll start breathing again, so it's fine, but it's just the fact that... They don't know what their limits are. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, the first time it's kind of... Probably kind of, like, concerning, but I want to say, like, if after a second time or something, it just kind of seems to start being funny. Just like, okay, go ahead, (laughs) that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably laugh at a toddler passing out because they were holding their breath. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Like... (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Do if I one want of your... either of my toddlers to do that? No. I know. Would it be kind of funny? Yeah, probably. <laughs> he also had speech problems and didn't reach milestones of walking and talking until the age of two. Oh my gosh! So that's the thing that people are like, "Oh no, it's fine." It's like, no, that no. should be looked at. Like, like, I can understand. So within. A medical standpoint, I will tell you this, like, from a healthcare's perspective, mm-hmm. um, each developmental chart is going to be different. So, like, your pediatrician is going to have a completely different developmental chart than a PT will yeah. or a PTA, like myself, once I get my license. Um, so, we have two very different developmental milestones, but they're very, they're fairly similar and, like, along the same oh, lines. Yeah. Um Granted, if these things are happening early or a couple months late than what the chart is saying or what the time frame that is suggesting, that's okay. But But if it's like more than six months, eight months, then like, let's have a talk with your pediatrician. Let's have a talk with, you know, whoever specialty that we can to start getting those developmental milestones because they're very important at that age. Yeah, well, and my thing is being a parent, like, I know people are like, well, I don't want to jump the gun. I would rather have too much help, you know? Yeah. Like, I I would rather than see a specialist that they maybe don't need, but I want the specialist to tell me, hey, they don't need me, this is a normal spot, you know? Because I would rather have them at the right spot and then not need it versus not even putting them in that spot to begin with. Yeah. And then ending up needing it. But unfortunately, a lot of parents aren't as proactive. And even when they are seeing that these milestones are being missed, they just kind of assume that it's going to come. Okay, so with Eric, at the age of three, okay, he started a fire in the middle of the night. Yeah, by setting... At three? At three. By setting a pile of papers on top of the kitchen stove in the trailer that they were living in. 
Why do you just have a pile of papers by the stove that your three-year-olds can get to? I was about to, to say, I was like, why are you leaving your three-year-old unattended where a stove is easily accessible? I, yes. I don't know. I don't... Apparently, at age four, it was obvious he was already thinking or into girls. Yeah, the age of four. So, I feel like something, I don't know if you found any history on it, but I feel like something must have been happening. That's not a normal thing to happen unless there's, like, I'm not saying that there was anything, and I'm not diagnosing anything, but usually when they're having, like, thoughts of, like, girls and sexual things that young, Mm -hmm. it's because they're being molested in some way. We'll get there. We'll get there. You're jumping the gun again. Ugh. I know. By the age of nine, he was a heavy smoker. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He began to exhibit symptoms of what used to be termed as the homicidal triad, um, which is bedwetting, fire starting, and cruelty to animals. Since then, psychology has evolved, and it's not just these three... um, I guess, quote-unquote, symptoms anymore. Yeah, I think the main issue is that people are like, well, everyone who has these things is a, is a psychopath. Yeah. And it's like, no, but these are things that are fairly... That Common. we see fairly consistently. Yes. Yeah, within... With, like, people... Well, and I will say people who ramp up quickly. Yeah. You know? They are people who, like very quickly jump to murder if they have any previous crimes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. He would actually take pleasure in killing snakes with stones and torturing small animals like cats, mice, rabbits, and birds. Where was he doing all this at nine if they live in, like, a trailer? So there's a lot of woods in this area. And you could cut through a lot of the woods to get to other places of the town. And so, some of it's secluded. Oh my goodness. He actually killed a kid neighbor's cat once. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to know what he did to the cat. I, I spared y'all. Don't. I spared y'all those Thank details. fucking God. You're welcome. Um, if you want to if you wanna know the details to what he did to the cat, they're in the book. The details of what he did to Derek is already bad enough. So, he needed a speech therapist as he grew up also. He would drool when he would talk. Until he was about eight or nine years old. And it's just because what I'm assuming happened, I, I'm not a speech pathologist, I just work with a lot of them. What I'm assuming it was, was that because he wasn't talking to the age of two, like the roof of his mouth wasn't formed correctly, he had, didn't really learn how to use his tongue to like get his oh, words, I see. you know? We it's actually just like a snowball thing. Yeah, we actually see a lot of patients drool as they're talking, after they've had strokes, because they're paralyzed on, like, one side of their oh, okay. their face. Well, like, that or, makes sense to me. You know, like, it. something like that. So it's kind of similar, I you gotcha. know? He was actually held back in first and fifth grade because of his learning difficulties. He ended up being in the same grade as his younger sister. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, that's... So, wait, so he has an older sister and a younger sister. Yeah. So, he has an older sister... That's actually his full sister, but he thinks is his half-sister. And a younger half-sister that he thinks is his full sister. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, there's not a lot on either one of the sisters, which is the reason why they're not really included in all of this. I gotcha. Yeah. But, like, could you imagine? <laughs> My gosh. And I'm sure no. he's just, like, he has all this other stuff going on, too. He's now in the same grade as his younger sister. I'm sure he was bullied the fuck out of, because this was the 80s. Oh, yeah. Even though his learning difficulties included difficulty recalling info he heard, and remaining on task, they weren't deemed severe enough to warrant special education. Yeah. The criteria even now is weird. But at least it there's, is. like, IEPs and, like, additional learning resources. Like, this was before learning resources was a thing. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate that he was just kind of passed through by the system. Yeah, I'm just like, you're fine. Go yeah. ahead. Just go ahead. His teachers would describe him as a bright underachiever. So... It sounds like an oxymoron. I mean, just the thing is, is that he was smart in his own way. Mm -hmm. He just chose not to put any effort in it. I mean, why should he? He's been told that... He's, he's useless. Yeah, he's not really good enough, so, like... Why should he? I can totally see why he's angry or, like, why he started feeling the way he felt. Yeah. Does that justify his actions? No. no. But I can understand his anger and his frustration. We can sympathize for the child without giving a pass to the murderer. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the biggest thing for cases like this, where you're listening and you're just like, they just had, like all of the cards stacked against them because yeah. it's like not everyone who goes through that is a murderer so like you can sympathize for the child that had to go through that but at some point there was a decision that was made yeah so he actually would like to read weird and morbid books like christopher pike's mysteries okay and stephen king novels which again like doesn't inherently make you not at all. I murderer. love Stephen King novels. But I think for that young, when he's already having all of these other things going on, like, yeah. maybe we should watch that kid just a little bit more closely. Yeah. And especially at the same time, if he's said to have quote-unquote intellectual disabilities and he's reading those type of things. Yeah, like, like that doesn't make sense. Those are Warren's hard kind of a red flag. Yeah. yeah. So as a teenager, he was described as someone who likes to make people laugh. And definitely took on the role of class clown. However... Well, I think at that point, you're like, okay, how can I get attention? People laugh when I do this. Awesome. This is what I'm going to be now. Yeah. However, he was still bullied and judged because he has bright red hair, oh. freckles, and thick glasses. I know. Poor kid. Um... He actually even found out about his adoption solely because his classmate taunted him about him not knowing who his real father was. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay, I know I said earlier, like, siblings. I think it's one thing when it's a sibling doing that. Yeah. But for just, like, a random A random person. person. To be like, ha ha, ha ha. Like, who is either the same or around the same age as Eric is. Yeah, telling him. Telling him. Like, how did he hear about it before Eric did? Yeah. Like, that's kind of fucked up in the first place. Because that means people around town are talking about it. Like, there's no way that kid would have known unless he heard it. Yeah. At least once. He probably heard it more than once, and that's why he felt like it was okay to repeat it. Probably, yeah. He 
honestly, he probably thought that Eric knew. Yeah. So his mother tells him to simply just ignore the bullies. Yeah, not great advice. And Ted doesn't give much better advice. So it's kind of on his own there. In fact, Ted had been known to be verbally and sometimes even physically abusive to Eric. So yeah, he, that sounds right. Yeah, so he was bullied at school and at home. Which is sad. Like, yeah. all this kid knew really was violence, it sounds like. He didn't know how to deal with anything else. Yeah. So, here's the kicker. It's been noted that Ted sexually abused his stepdaughter... Um, there have been allegations that he sexually abused Eric, but Eric denies all of these allegations. Which, again, for the time frame, not surprising that he's going to deny it. Like The thing is, is that to this day, Eric is denying the allegations. I, it's not surprising, <laughs> again, yeah, for during that time frame, and I'm sure he has very specific things that he tells himself and believes about himself. I'm sure. And that might just be something he has pushed down. But, I mean, if you're a four-year-old having sexual thoughts... Yeah. You were... Okay, and he, to be fair, he might not have touched him. But Eric might have seen him do stuff to his sister. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that he wasn't forced to watch something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, in his mind, he could just be like, I wasn't sexually abused by my father, stepfather. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, because I saw, I saw what he was doing to my sister, and that it wasn't that. So, therefore, it's not, I was not abused. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that same thought of, like, oh, no, I didn't live in an abusive household because I saw my friend over there who was, like, beat at their household. Yeah. So even though mine was just psychologically degrading, yeah, I had a fine home. Yeah, it's taking that trauma and not dealing with it, not processing it. I think, yeah. I think a lot of us kind of go through that a little bit at certain points in our time, but unfortunately he had to deal with it at a very young age. Oh, definitely. And this, I mean... Honestly, again, nature versus nurture. It kind of cascades... And again... His actions. It was the 80s. Yeah, that it was. 90s, 80s, 90s, yeah. Many different people describe Eric's personality very different ways. Okay. His grandfather says that he was a very sweet and loving kid, always wanting hugs and kisses, which, I mean, okay, your grandparents are probably always going to say something about you like that. Yeah, it's a special time. Yeah, unless you had grandparents that were complete dicks, which, you know, understandable also. Um, On the other hand, he also threatened a teacher who got after him saying, you're dead. Well, that's fun. Yeah, you know. And because, again, these are things, like, kids don't just pick up phrases. Oh, yeah. I know kids say the most wild things. But they but have it's to because have heard of them things that they have heard from somewhere yeah. or something. So, like, as because again, he's thirteen when he commits this act, yeah, which is not old at all. I think I started cussing at thirteen. Yeah, because you met me. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but again, that like shows two different. He 
he had to have heard it somewhere. Yeah. That's not just something that you are going to pick up walking around the streets in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's not a phrase that you're just going to pull out of nowhere, out of thin air. Like, yeah, he had to have heard it somewhere, especially at home. So, he's known as polite, but he always gave off, like, a weird vibe. Okay. A local diner owner and his wife regularly had Eric over for dinner because their 10-year-old was friends with Eric. So, he's 12, 13 years old, but he's still... I believe he's still in school with about 10-year-olds. I was going to say, it's probably literally friends from class, because that's the class group that he's in. Yeah, so that's how they're friends there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roy Elliott did not feel the same way his wife did about Eric, though. Okay. So Lori always thought Eric was kind, polite, with a smile on his face. Okay. Roy says that he was suspicious from the get-go of Eric. Um, he's even been quoted that once he told his wife about Eric, I've just met the Antichrist. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Which, it's weird, because you said the grandfather said he was very lovey and kissy. Mm -hmm. So I would have thought that it would be the other way around. Like, he's putting on a good face in front of men. Yeah. But the fact that it's, like, different people are seeing different different people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely interesting to see uh, different perspectives of his personality from different people in his life. Yeah, and I, who sees what. Yeah, I highly encourage you to go read the book and like to read, or at least read the descriptions that people in his life have said about him, because this is just some of the things um, that I got. But yeah, like it's very interesting to see the way that he, part of me wants to say manipulated certain people in his life. It seems like it, because it, from what you've just said already, it's mm-hmm. staunchly, they either loved him or they hated him, yeah. and there's no really, like, he no was No in-between, right. yeah. Yeah, like, he was an okay guy. It's yeah. either, like, he is the spawn of Satan, or he is the sweetest little boy in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it's very interesting to see the different personalities that he was giving. And this very last, like I said, you know, the the way Roy saw saw Eric, he, uh, he said in his opinion, Eric had no emotion. He just had a stare with cold and empty eyes. Oh. Yeah. And that's where we're going to stop for part one. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so next time we'll start with the actual murder, what went down. Um, I will give that trigger warning again because it is very descriptive and very violent (laughs) all right well to take us into next week let's go ahead and get our little apartif our little (laughs) little parting words of our creepy fact of the episode i like the jingle (laughs) but yeah so jenny what How are you going to scare me today? Well, since your children have been on a bone kick lately. They um, really have their their favorite thing right now is to go onto their auntie's computer. Yes. And look at bones. Because I'm currently in physical therapy assistant school. But she is teaching them the correct names of the bones. Yeah. And so Mr. Baby will come over... And she'll go, okay, what are fingers called? And he'll go, phalanges. 
Jeez. Yeah, he's definitely grabbed on to the term of phalanges. I'm hoping he'll grab other words. I mean, he did grab femur. He, he knows, knows cranium. He knows cranium. He knows femur. He just sometimes forget what it is or where it is. Yeah. Um, I'm just really happy that they're learning about bones and that they're learning, <laughs> like, anatomical terms. Yeah, and they see what it is. Yeah, and, like, I think that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> well, when everyone in your family is either medical or a teacher. Yeah, you know, so... Yeah, that that's really true, actually, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. They really do have all of that. And then there's mom. <laughs> Anyways, so these bona fide facts. Yes, this... Wow. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the look <laughs> on her face that she just made. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Why do I deal with you for 14 plus years? Because... I don't know. Anyways, here's your creepy fact. All Ready? Right. No. Well, too bad. You have to think about this tonight, awesome. right before you go to sleep. Mm. So, babies. Mm-hmm. Your babies. Yes, I've had two of them. Yeah. As of right now, um, they are housing adult teeth right below their eyes Ew. and in their chin. My face really hurts now, like, <laughs> thinking about it. Your babies right now that are asleep in the other room, they have teeth in their face. That's okay. I was so afraid when I was pregnant that they were going to be born with teeth because that's a thing that can happen sometimes. I know that's sometimes. a thing. I know and that's a thing. And I was so afraid that they were going to be born with teeth. <laughs> that happens so rarely, but yet I you know, have... I know it's like a 1% chance, <laughs> but I'm like... That's a lot more than zero. Mm-hmm. Like, I... So just wait till they start losing their teeth. And then uh. those adult teeth will come in. So they'll no longer have teeth in their face. But Alright, well, I think that's all we got for you. So be sure to check out our social medias and our Patreon. Those will all be linked below. So until next time, remember to keep asking the question, What the fuck is that? We'll see you next time. Uh, bye. 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 bye.